You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 804 of Hillbilly Shorts. I think that's where we're at. Does that sound right? 804? Sure. Why not? Okay. It's wrong. It's 803. <laughs> so welcome to 803. Disregard anything you've heard up to this point. So Tracy, what, I found, uh, I, get, I get these, we used to do these all the time, but Ranker has a little section called the Graveyard Shift, and they send it to me through the mail. It's like a little newsletter uh-huh. through the email. And they have all kinds of cool stuff. And this one is Creepy Unsolved Crimes and Mysteries from Florida. Oh. So, let me click off this cookies deal. Cookies. Mm. Cookie monster. It says, though Florida may seem warm and sunny, there's a dark side to the Sunshine State. The crimes on this list are sinister and mysterious, and they all have one thing in common. They remain unsolved. There's no easy answers when it comes to these unsolved murders, disappearances, or unidentified victims discovered in the state of Florida. So the first one, the freighter Freedon disappeared with nine people aboard. What is that, a boat? Yes. Okay. A freighter. Oh, oh, I thought you said something different. Lisa Bishop dreamed of being an investigative journalist, which led the 23-year-old to travel to Haiti in December of 1988 aboard the freighter Freedon. Bishop intended intended to write a story contrasting the poverty and economic disparity between Haitians and Americans, but she did not arrive at her destination and was never heard from again. God, isn't that the weirdest thing? Prior to the doomed voyage, Bishop met Florian Meyer Borsch, a German living and working in Miami, Florida, who visited Bishop to accompany him on the trip to Haiti. Borsch was known as a drifter and an irresponsible grifter. Bishop's family and friends tried to talk her out of making the long trip with him. On December 17, 1988, Bishop ignored their pleas and left the Port of Miami aboard Freedon with Borch and seven crew members. The Freedon never arrived in its destination of Haiti and Bishop's relatives contacted authorities when she did not reach out to them on Christmas. A search by the Coast Guard uncovered no sunken ship or wreckage and no bodies. After many unsuccessful attempts to find information about the Freedon, a, sal- a salvager claimed he saw the freighter in Georgetown Harbor on Grand Cayman Island. Multiple witnesses on the island swore they saw Borsch accompanied by a dark-haired man, later identified as an alleged smuggler named Philippe. To this day, no one from the Freedon has come forward and questions concerning why Philippe chartered the boat for Borsch or why they wanted Bishop to join them remained unanswered. That is just the most bizarre thing ever. It just amazes me how people can just vanish and never be seen again. Yeah, I mean... You gotta she, be watch out being around them smugglers. She obviously trusted him, so... Yeah, definitely. And I mean, so what happened to the ship? Why, why was this guy out and about with a smuggler if it was indeed him? And, mm-hmm. you know, what happened to everybody else? Like I said, there was nine people on board. Yeah, that's... I don't know. The remains of eight people were found in Fort Myers. In March 2007, authorities discovered the skeletal remains of eight people in a tract of land in Fort Myers, Florida, after a surveyor reported seeing human bones. The bodies lay unburied for possibly eight years or more, clustered closely enough to suggest a serial killer may have used the swampy area as a dumping ground. Leaves and other natural debris covered the victims, who ranged from 18 to 49 years old, and had no outward signs of trauma to their bodies. I was going to say, is that the people that were missing? 
No, this is <laughs> a different are, story. Not related. <laughs> DNA evidence helped investigators identify two of the victims as Eric Kohler and John Blevins. Kohler's family reported him missing in October of 1995. Blevins also disappeared in 1995, but no one reported him missing until the remains emerged in 2007. So. Nobody even thought to say, hey, this guy's missing. They just assumed he just went off and yeah. didn't contact nobody. That's so stupid. A third victim, Jonathan Tihay, also went missing in 1995 and was identified via DNA in 2008. All three men lived hard existences marred by drug addiction, homelessness, and run-ins with the law. So that would explain probably why the one guy wouldn't list it as missing. Yeah, well, that's true. Because he was homeless. Most yeah. of them were homeless and that's so, drug addicts. So that's just, so heartbreaking. Family just probably just expected, oh, well, it's Aww, whatever. That's terrible. Local media suspected the involvement of known serial killer Daniel Conahan, who was serving time for the murder of a drifter and thought to be involved in the hog trail murders of five, murders of five people in the 1990s. But investigators found no evidence connecting Conahan to the Fort Myers deaths, no known causes of death, and no other leads concerning the final resting place of the eight men. So, well, there you go. I just don't get, well, I mean, of course, I don't get why people kill at all, but why do you kill a homeless man or a drifter or why? Because in your mind, in your mind, you want to do it, but you fig- but you probably have, and I know this sounds stupid, some bit of conscious. And you're like, I'd really like to kill somebody, but I don't want to take somebody away from their family or thing. And you figure, hey, here's somebody that probably, you know, may not even have any relatives. He probably doesn't have anybody that cares for him or they or her, or they would be living with them, you know, if they're out on the street. And it, it may very well give somebody the opportunity to do something that they want to do, like kill somebody in a sick, perverted way, and at the same time have a little bit of conscience about not feeling as bad about it because they feel like, yeah. They did them a favor. Yeah, maybe so. That's, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. But Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but... It doesn't matter. You're right. It's a, no. it's a very demented way of thinking. I mean, it is very demented. You're exactly right. All right, guys. Well, that's wrapped up this one, but we're going to uh, have some more of these the rest of the week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 804 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hi guys. Sorry, take a drink. <laughs> All we're doing is talking about Florida on Amari Thursday. I know it, seriously. Do you know when you go out in the ocean? Like when I go out in the ocean after I've shaved my legs that my hair pops out on my legs? What do you mean? If you shaved your legs, it's there so, shouldn't be any hair. I mean, I understand, but I feel like it's a weird, it's a, or either that, or it's, it's just some weird coincidence. Like, I can shave my legs and go out in the ocean, and then once I come out of the ocean, my legs start, they're like prickly. So you think that the ocean makes your hair on your legs grow quicker? I think it does. I can't imagine that would be true. Oh. I don't uh, know. I don't know either, but it sure does happen. Well, I'm sure there's some stupid college that spent tons of money on research for something like that for no <laughs> purpose whatsoever. Oh. It's like I, a, I just thought I'd share that little bit of a tidbit. I'll hear you. something like, do you know a goldfish only has a memory span of three seconds? Why are we wasting money to find out what a memory span of a goldfish is? How is that possibly going to benefit anything else in life? Well, I don't know. You never know. Might have to use that information one day. Never. Mm. Okay. Unless I 
have to somehow think the goldfish was a witness to a crime and I've got to put it up on the witness stand and I can counter with, oh, he's only got a memory span of three seconds. That hurry don't up, hurry up. <laughs> All right. Two men disappear after the same officer arrested them. Hmm. Looks like it's happened in Circle K. Uh, Collier County Sheriff's Corporal Stephen Calkins arrested Felipe Santos in October 2003 and Terrence Williams in January 2004. Santos allegedly got into a minor car accident on his way to work and Calkins responded, arrested him, and then never booked him. Supposedly dropping Santos off at a nearby Circle K store instead. So, so you mean he arrested two di- two different men at different times, not at the same right, time? Oh, right. okay, gotcha. So he pulled over this Felipe Santos, or he didn't pull him over, he was in a, a wreck. He arrested him for whatever reason, right? So mm-hmm. instead of taking him to the, having booked, he just drops him off supposedly at a Circle K. Then you've got this next guy. He pulled over Williams for a suspected driving without a license. But he claims he dropped off the man at the same Circle K. But neither Santos nor Williams arrived at the police station for booking after their interactions with the former sheriff, who was fired after giving contradicting statements during the ensuing investigation. Calkins received notification in October 2018 that Williams' family intended to sue him for wrongful death. Calkins claimed no responsibility for the disappearance of Williams and requested a trial by jury of his peers in the court proceeding. Despite filmmaker and actor Tyler Perry offering a $100,000 reward for information leading to the whereabouts of Williams and Santos, no leads or information surfaced. The two men remain missing. And that was in 2003, 2004. These weren't even the same years. So what, I mean, uh, the guy had no, the sheriff had no explanation no. about why he didn't bring him back to the No, he station. just didn't. I guess he felt, I guess his, his thing was he was doing him a favor. By not, he arrested them and just released them instead of actually take them into to jail. But in, this was in October and January. So in a four-month span, he dropped both guys off at the same Circle K and both of them just ended up missing. Come on. Sell stupid somewhere else. <laughs> we're full up here. Yeah, we're all full up in there. Yeah, well, that is very bizarre. The Sims family triple murder. I mean, that probably wouldn't matter. They're fictional characters right the sims they're like the Jeannie sims arrived home on october 22nd 1966 from a babysitting job and found her mother and father and 12 year old sister had been attacked in her tallahassee florida home robert helen and young joy had been bound shot and stabbed Mm. the girl's wounds were already fatal but both parents were still alive when Jeannie found them Robert died before the ambulance arrived, and Helen passed away later in the hospital while in a coma. Solving the crime was difficult because more than a thousand people trampled the crime scene, much like Freddy and Ninja are doing behind us. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. They're chasing each other. A thousand people trampled the crime scene during the investigation, destroying evidence and leaving behind trace amounts of DNA and physical detritus. Detritus? I don't know. That's a word I haven't seen before. Authorities only ever named one suspect publicly, Pastor C.A. Roberts, who had an ironclad alibi supported by thousands of fans at a Florida State University football game that he attended the night of the murders. Another pair of suspects, a young man and his girlfriend, remained unidentified to the public and free. Hmm. So I wonder why they thought it was the, the pastor. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking. 
They didn't find sulfur anywhere, did they? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. So they never found any? Not according to this. Wow. Freddy! They just... Well, Ninja don't jump anywhere. Ninja can't even climb up on the, the bed that's two feet off the floor. But Freddy just jumps up here, and now he's staring down Ninja like he's getting ready to pounce on him. I hope he didn't erase your... Or stop your recording. No, I'm sure he didn't. Okay, no, he cool. didn't. So. Anyway, guys, sorry for the disturbance. Uh, cats are on yeah. catnip or something. That could have been a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.